Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is October 16th, 2020, the season premiere of SmackDown on Fox. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Matt, I guess I guess that makes us this, this uh, our season premiere of the this SmackDown a, coverage on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, I thought you were going to say, as it were. As it were, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan, and it's our season premiere. What exciting things will we have this season? <laughs> what storylines will we tease on the podcast tonight? Uh, who knows? Stay tuned for all that and more. Um, I have to ask, I missed last weekend's SmackDown and this week's Raw. I know with these drafts, they do these crossover episodes, and it feels like things are in flux. Tonight felt like there was a little bit left over than that because we saw some people on SmackDown that are going to Raw, I believe. Yes. So, so it's yeah, one, last, one last chance for them to get buried before they go to Raw. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. Uh, we got to see the New Day have a last hurrah before uh, <laughs> the change that's happening with uh, Kofi and Xavier Woods going to Raw while Biggie is staying on SmackDown. Um, I think that there was some good stuff tonight. Really like the stuff mm-hmm. with Bailey and Sasha. Um, I thought mm-hmm. title match with Braun was cool, but we kind of knew how that was going to go. Um, there weren't as many surprises as I would have liked. I think teasing Daniel Bryan doing something with Seth Rollins. Yes, could that be was fantastic. Exciting. That was exciting. That's exciting to me. Yeah, but tonight to open up with Stephanie McMahon and Triple H out there hyping up the show, I guess I'll put this to the chat room as well. Um, like, did it live up to the hype? It felt like they were treating it like tonight was going to be this amazing, amazing evening. So, so by, pers- by by comparison, I covered yeah. their their season premiere just last year. Yes, on Fox locally here in Orlando and it was a huge deal huge huge deal all the different uh anchors and hosts all day had like a little picture of a Smackdown superstar that they had to talk about um they put so much money into the PR for it and then the show itself was pretty good it was um tonight was I'll just be honest it felt like any old episode with a couple of cool new things like you said Seth and Daniel Bryan felt new that was cool yeah um, but we'll get into each match. I'll give you a breakdown. But overall, it didn't felt it didn't feel like a Fox season premiere. I mean, I like that they brought in some of the Fox sports team in the intros. I like yes. that they tried to make it feel big tonight. They tried to, but then you have to have meat on the bones. You can't just be all sizzle. You have to have that steak with yeah. that sizzle. And um I was excited. With, I'll be honest. I'm usually never excited when Stephanie and Triple H come out to start off a show. But I was because it was different. It was SmackDown. It wasn't Raw this time. And then just to have them all out on the stage and then just mysteriously just, you know, co- I'm sorry, coincidentally just all start fighting with their perfect <laughs> opponents that they're angled with all at the same time in a big Donnie Brook. Come on. Think about that. Think about 
think about every uh, every company you've ever worked for. Imagine when they had what they call an all hands meeting, when the company gets together and the the CEO and the president give you the speech, you get everyone pumped up, and one person just yells out like, "You jerk! You stole my lunch from the fridge!" And then just a brawl breaks out. This is only in <laughs> WWE sort of thing when they all get together. It's just hokey. It is super hokey. Yeah, not very uh, not very realistic. So, yes, as you can imagine, after they hyped tonight's show, some of the talent, it devolved into a brawl. Um, I mean, do we have to really get into all this? I mean, look, this this led no. to Lars Sullivan versus Jeff Hardy. Lars Sullivan is back. Looks like that he's was- – uh, I don't know why they're calling like okay. I don't know why they're calling him the freak. No offense. He he. To me, the freak is like Rob Terry. It's Batista. Freaky in today's terminology is uber uber vein on vein on muscle on muscle on vein on vein on vein on muscle. <laughs> that that's the term freaky in today's um, terms in today's terminology. Um, he's just a big country looking dude i don't know i was how to say it i don't he doesn't strike me as freaky well and this is a weird thing to sort of fixate on but was did he have the front chest hair and stuff before yes. i seem to remember yes. he did okay yes yes because yes. i was looking at it and i was like does he look bigger i was like something looks different and i couldn't put my finger on it he, he looks a little heavier not yeah in a good way and as uh, Justin Lopez points out with his $5 super chat, take a shot every time Michael Cole says, the freak. He would have been drunk by the second match. Maybe that's what it was, Justin. I just heard it too much, maybe. I don't know. Do you kind of regret you weren't like there during a time with Michael Cole just yelling out, the blueprint, every time you were on screen? <laughs> you know? I mean, imagine what that would have been like in TNA. Michael, Michael Cole. Cole. Michael Cole was very, excuse me, Michael Cole was very different when I was there. Very different. Yeah. Michael Sachs Jr., $2 Super Chat, would have had a biggie turn heel on New Day. Okay. That'd be good. Something different. Bernie yeah. um, <laughs> TC. I would go with Unstable Lars Sullivan. That would be more of a good name for him. Um, <laughs> too. That's messed up. Close. Uh, Jory Dorgen saying he trimmed his beard. Um or yeah. uh, Tim Mickle saying his beard's died. It's just a different look. I mean, look, clearly they believe in him. So you, let yeah, me just paint the picture and set the stage for our audience out there that maybe isn't thinking about this from this perspective. This was the season premiere on Fox. Matt, like you talked about last year, they had all the local Fox affiliates uh, hyping up SmackDown, talking about mm-hmm. it. They assumed tonight they were going to get some watchers, some some audience that doesn't watch SmackDown Weekly and right. it speaks a lot. It makes me understand why they did the brawl because, hey, it's a wrestling show. I'm tuning it, tuning into a wrestling show. I want to see people fight. But what a vote of confidence in Lars Sullivan that he's the first match in the show of dominance over Jeff freaking Hardy on yeah. their season premiere that's going to get oh, some new casuals bro. tuning in. For what this dude has been, like the stuff that's been out there about him and whatnot, and the fact that he's still there, like they obviously have huge plans for him. Yeah, I'll put it to you this way. Just to be injured, let's just say, if he was injured this whole time, no headlines, nothing negative said about him, whatever have you, just hurt this whole time. 
I would argue the company would normally not keep that talent this long. Oh, so yeah. That added on top of all the luggage, what's it called? Luggage that comes baggage. with. Yeah. Baggage, that's what we're looking for. That comes with it, and he's still there. Like, they yeah. obviously have enormous plans for this guy. And, I you mean, know, whatever. In fact, uh, 20 years ago, in a less kind time, when people were not as understanding about such things, the fact that he was having performance anxiety and panic attacks and things like that, yeah. keeping him uh, from being able to rise to the occasion, I mean, that, that would have been, been disqualifying to... 20 years ago. Yes, it would have. It would have been used against him for sure. Not in a way to like tease him or make fun of him, but in a way of he's not ready for the big time. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. And given everything else, and we're, we're not going to get into it, but listen to the Wink Daily if you want to hear the latest uh, Lars Sullivan controversies. I mean, clearly the powers that be are very, very high on this man. They have to be to ignore all this crap. So, I don't know. Yeah. Leo Rush got buried because he said he didn't want to carry somebody's bags or give performers Bro, water on an overseas trip. And, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lars Sullivan, but Leo's got more frigging – I'll just leave it alone. Yeah. More charisma in the pinky, in this part of his pinky, than he does in his whole damn body. Yeah. Leo no, Rush I, has crazy charisma, bro. And he's good. He's great in the ring. I agree. Uh, so Lars, this was mildly competitive, but Lars beat Jeff Hardy tonight with the freak accident. He's the doing the all ring. the crap. I'll be honest. He's doing all the crap that I did when I was in OVW my first year. Yeah. You he know? feels like big man creator wrestler. No, it feels like big man, like, they don't trust him to do too much yet. So he's in, like, tackle spots and crap still. Yeah. yeah. You know, in today's day and age, that's going to get old, you know? And I'm always like for the big guy. I'm always for the big guy. Always, yeah. always, always. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I hope he's able to do something with this. But I don't know. It's tough when you see people pissing away opportunities. I'm sorry. No, I agree. Um, so then... One last time, the New Day versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. So it was billed as the New Day's farewell match. And uh, what did you think of the uh, heartfelt promo they cut about this with Big E staying on SmackDown and the rest of the New Day going to Raw? Good. Great promo. Only thing I liked about the match. Yeah. I like. I. It's time for these care. guys to, to move on from Cesaro and Shinsuke. It is. And this was a lengthy match, but the New Day did get a win on their last match. Um, I'm actually, I'm excited. I mean, I, I hate to say this, but look, we've been talking about Big E singles run. The last four years now that we've been doing this podcast together, Big E singles run has been recurrent. Something we wanted to see, something we wished for, hoped for, prayed for, wrote letters to Vince McMahon, filled out those WWE fan council surveys, give Big E a solo run, and it's finally happening. I'm excited yeah. about this. I am too, but it would have meant it would be better for him if he could be a he could be a heel doing it. And the problem is he can't be a heel while Roman's there being a heel. Yeah, and they need baby faces. Uh, Then they need to keep him the hell away from Roman for a good long time. Yeah, and just let him demolish people for for the year. Although maybe not though. I think tonight with Braun getting laid out by Roman, I think. um, Oh my god. They yeah, run through that way too quick. That was way too quick. But maybe, uh, man, actually, Biggie versus Braun. But like you said, it's like two big guys. I think build them up more individually, then have them face off. I don't yes. Know. Uh, 
Yes, uh, Chris Jones predicting that Biggie is not taking that belt from Roman. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to read Antoine Fair. I, I don't know that I can do this justice. Uh, and again, this is uh, based on Go to Wrestling mm. Inc. If you want the story behind this, this is, uh, and I, I, I guess I'm supposed to say the super chats do not reflect the views of everyone at Wrestling Inc. You can guess my personal opinion on this. But uh, Antoine Fair, the $5 saying, I jumped in right at the end of your Lars talk, and I would say WWE makes me question again if I want to watch pushing racist, homophobic clowns. Uh, his behavior. It's, it's tough, but the thing that I hate, and we've talked about this before, and again, I don't want to get into it all. It's like WWE's got a lot lately of stuff where it's like, I don't know if WWE's, you know, I feel they need to clean up some things in their locker room uh, based on some of the behaviors that we're hearing about. And a lot of it is from, in this case, from his the past, correct? Yes, I'm yes. Um, not that that makes it any better, but that's what I meant, though, like, most people would not get these opportunities and just, yeah. oh, that's a, that's okay. We'll give him another chance. Oh, he did Especially that. Especially in oh, this day and age. Hang on. Let me finish. Yeah, um, sorry. Wait, he did, wait, he, wait, sorry. He did what? What? That'll be okay. Let's no. Wait, wait, what? He did what today? It's literally that reaction. It, it feels like three or four times now. Any one of those times I'm telling you, I'd be ghost. And I know anybody he, else would anybody else would be ghost would be gone, but so no, they obviously think something of them. I don't no, know. And you're and you're right. I mean, so to the past racist behavior and the homophobic stuff. I mean, apparently he apologized to some people in the locker room. Like he got fined. He paid a fine. And I'm not saying this excuses any of his terrible behavior in the past. But you're right. The fact that stuff is still coming out uh, about his behavior, like this is, um, like let me put it this way: if <laughs> I don't want to like paraphrase like a Chris Rock routine here, but if you worked at McDonald's and did what, what Lars did, they would fire your ass like a million times over, you know? So it's uh yeah, a little, it's, it seems to be always something it does. So I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I can't even keep up with it. I've just found out about the last thing like today. Same, same here. Uh, last, last show we did, I think the guys told me. So I don't read wrestling. I don't read wrestling news no more. Don't want to support the dirt sheets? No, I just don't have time. All the stooges nah. leaking, leaking the, the stories? And, and plus, I don't wrestle no more. Oh, that's true. There you go. Uh, so, the New Day got that win tonight. Uh, this was a good lengthy match, but yeah, it's time for something new. Time to move on. Um, I mean, Otis backstage. The Miz is suing him still for the Money in the Bank briefcase. Sami Zayn interrupted. Talked about how Otis lost his partner Tucker to Raw and his girlfriend Mandy Rose to Raw. He says Otis will probably lose this lawsuit too. Sammy yeah. says there are winners and losers in life. <laughs> there are winners and then there's Otis. And Otis shoved Sammy to the ground. <laughs> Sammy was at least pretty funny here. Sammy is like the anti-Lars Sullivan. You hear stories all the time about like charity work he's doing. Yes. Like good guy moves. So that's why him yes. playing a heel is actually kind of hilarious because it's so the opposite of, uh, it is. He does a good job though. He does. He oh, does he's a great. great job. Um, just Lopez $2 saying they better not have Otis cash in on Sammy. I could see that happening better than him cashing in for the world title. Justin, I don't want him clogging up space in the title picture. Yeah. 
Um, so Daniel Bryan came out first Thunderdome debut. I miss Daniel Bryan and I really, really, really liked this promo tonight. I like, he was hyping up some fresh faces on the roster, like Bianca Belair, the riot squad. He was excited to fight Kevin Owens, Alistair Black, Apollo. And he was interrupted by Seth Rollins. Um, what did, what'd you make of, uh, this exchange that they had? Great. I, I, this is fresh. This, this felt fresh and new. This is probably one of my one of my more favorite parts of the episode tonight, actually. Um, Antoine Ferris, I'll get to that in a second. But uh, no, but Matt, to your point, um, I want to say this did feel fresh and new, and I was very excited for the freshness and the newness. And then uh, Rey Mysterio's music hit, and he came out with Dominic Mysterio, <laughs> and Murphy came out, and it's just oh, Murphy dropped Rollins. It was it was a clown car of the angle nobody wants to watch no more. Yeah, we're not all thinking. You know what would make this angle between the Mysterios and Murphy and Rollins better? Let's throw Daniel Bryan in the mix. No, let's move on to Rollins to Daniel versus Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yes. Uh so Antoine Fair. $5 super chat saying he doesn't want to get us in trouble, but it's disheartening. And I, Anton, I agree with you. I think you tell from Matt's comments that, uh, I mean, we, I think we agree with your viewpoint. I just read the stupid disclaimer just in case Raj uh, gives many crap about it. Raj likes to remain neutral because this is a journalistic outlet and entity. Uh, Matt and I aren't journalists though. And Justin Lombard and Raj couldn't bother to be here tonight. So uh, <laughs> screw that impartiality bullshit. Uh, Carl Lineback saying I'm back. How am I feeling? Thank you, uh, Colin. I'm feeling better. Uh, I can't figure out what it was. I had a weird-ass tummy ache from, as we're calling it, tummy ache at age 44, from last Thursday to Saturday. I was worried it was an early-onset appendicitis. I think it might have been that I was taking too much vitamin D, and it was some vitamin D toxicity, because when I stopped taking the vitamin D, it went away within a day. Hmm. So there you go. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Tonight, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler versus the Street Profits. And uh, Ric Flair was watching in the Thunderdome crowd. What did you think of that? Is it impressive when they've got like yeah. uh, Brie Bella on there or Jeff Jarrett? Yes. You like that? Yes. Yes, I do like it. It's kind of cool that they're like mixing it up with the fans, albeit virtually. Um, so, yeah, uh, this ended in a DQ with the Street Profits winning and then more fighting happened afterwards. Um, how about this? I think this was the high point of the night. Bailey and Sasha facing off tonight, this contract signing for the match at Helen a cell, uh, mm -hmm. Bailey, not signing the contract, uh, Sasha cutting a really, really great promo. I thought Bailey brought it tonight. What did you think of this segment, Matt? This was awesome. I liked the fact that she didn't sign it too. You never see that. Yeah. Hello? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> you, never, you, you never ever see that in these contract signings. Um, it was different. And a, again, great promo by uh, um, Sasha. Yeah. It was good. Hell on a Cell, this is what I'm looking forward to. This should be the main event. Mm. I mean, right? Do you think it's going to be Jay and Roman? I mean... It does feel like a bigger match than Jay and Roman, though. Yeah. Is there anybody else? I feel like we're leaving somebody else out. Randy and Drew? Ooh. 
see that could be the main event. But we've seen Randy and Drew. We've seen I Jay agree. and Roman. This is a match that has been five years in the making. Have we not seen Sasha Bailey yet wrestle each other? I'm trying to think. They've wrestled. Actually, wait. Have they really wrestled each other? Because Bailey came back as Sasha's ally. Sasha hasn't been heel, at least never yeah, against Bailey. Yeah, have they? No. Okay. They've Maybe been not. in matches. They had like one, but it didn't. It wasn't like when they were still aligned. They were still friends. They had to face each other. I think a couple of months ago. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Oh, right. I mean, it, it could have been it. A little disheartening that there was no women's match on the season premiere tonight. Um, but I will say that the Bailey Sasha segment was awesome. And the Bianca Belair video promo we saw. I like that they're really, really building her up. And I hope she gets something really meaningful. I think she will. As a result of this. She's great. She's absolutely a superstar. Yeah, she's money. Um, so, let's see. Uh, and then we're at the main event, the Universal Title match with uh, Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns. This went on for a while. Goldberg was watching, so that was I have cool. a feeling. Think Goldberg versus Roman at Survivor Series. That's a good win for Roman. Quick, get it done quick. What did you think about <laughs> Braun good. losing this tonight? I'm sorry. I, 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 okay. So I knew Braun would lose, but. I just, man, you don't beat your giant like this, though, either. I, I don't I don't know what, I, I don't think you booked the match. Not yet. You're still a pay-per-view with Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, you know? and, and he tapped out. Braun Strowman tapped out to Roman Reigns tonight. Which is weird because Braun, uh, Roman is not a, you know, he's not some sub- submission specialist. You know what yeah. I mean? But I think they're just trying to show his dominance, his brutality, him. Well, uh, sure. It's just, but you just also completely deflowered your own giant in the process. Yeah. You tapping out, hmm, not good. Tapping out is not good for your, your, your giant. Yeah. Um, what'd you think of the, with the chair after and uh, Heyman handing it to Roman and uh, then Jay not hitting him with it, but then dropping him and then hitting him with the chair. That was cool. Yeah. I mean, I like everything that like Roman's doing right now, I am in love with. I, I love everything about it. And um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the way I feel about tonight's show, as we just – Talk. I think this, by the way, the most complete recap we've ever done in the shortest amount of time. There wasn't a lot of meat here, to, to borrow a phrase. I mean, it felt like the Bailey Sasha stuff was cool. A lot of these matches was like, okay, this is nice. But, you know, yeah, we get it. Lars is a freak. Yeah, we get it. New Day, last hurrah. Um, yeah, we get it. Roman can beat up Braun. Braun's never going to get a championship run again. Um, it just felt like this was like plain and plain isn't always bad, but this was a season premiere. You know, the, the Daniel Bryan Seth part was probably the next, uh, was probably the most exciting tease of something to come. But then the fact that Ray and Murphy are involved, is just 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's like watching a new season of a TV show and in the season finale, characters got killed off and at the end of the season premiere, like, wait, they're still alive? I hated them. I was so glad they, they were leaving the show. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the Mysterios coming out. I just did it. But And I like Rey Mysterio a lot. And Dominic is fantastic as well. Yeah, but I, if you're going to freshen things up, you don't bring an entire angle over to the other show. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It, no. Um, Justin Lopez, $5 saying the profits were tying themselves as being triple crown champions after that cheap ass belt swap from raw. So I know new, new day. So what happened Monday? New day and street profits literally just decided to trade belts. Yes, they did. I said, here you go. Here you go. Didn't know you could do that. So stupid. Antoine fair, $5 saying Bailey and Sasha have not wrestled one-on-one since NXT Brooklyn. And that's Brooklyn. not true because they wrestled at NXT takeover respect a month after that. But that might have been the last time they had a one-on-one match. Okay. Okay. I'm looking forward so, to it. I just don't yeah. know if it they would headline it over Randy and Drew. That's all. I mean, this is a match we were talking about before as being worthy of Wrestle Freaking Mania. Main event. I, I did yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the main event of WrestleMania, even I would argue. I still want to see them add layers to this storyline. They've still got way more to go with the storyline between them two. It was just not too long ago that the turn happened. Yeah. Between no, I two. agree. And maybe, I don't know, we'll see We'll see how the execution is here. Sumed B saying, Matt's impression of Glenn introducing the owner and proprietor of wrestling in Garage Gary was spot on. I heard you drove the show the other night. How'd that go? I drove us off the freaking cliff about five different times. <laughs> I, bro, I did my best. That's all I can tell you is I, I read way too much of it. Whereas you, you, I, the way you do it is much better. Uh, and so, uh, Sami Zayn versus uh, Chico Adams. Um, ah, Chico Adams with a big upset. Instead of me, I went down like the entire thing. Yeah. Like I read almost the whole thing, which wastes a lot of time. It's amazing, and I would say that to anyone. If you ever listen to this podcast and you think, well, you guys talked about the matches, but you didn't go into enough detail about the corner spot, and then he jumped, and then he did this, and then he did this, go to the Wrestling Inc. website. There is a detailed blow-by-blow. Somebody watches this show and writes down literally like a court transcript everything that happens, and it's on Wrestling Inc. Mark Middleton, thank you for your service, sir. Seriously, that's a glutton for punishment right there. Uh, Nathan McCrimmon, $5, saying, Hey, guys, I wish they would stop with the Messiah gimmick. It leads to nowhere. Murphy is star written all over him. He should go for the Intercontinental Championship. Yes and yes, I agree. Okay. Good. Uh, Just a little bit $5, and now Braun probably set up to put Keith Lee over (laughs) on Raw. Now, because I think it's still early to beat Keith Lee. Uh, Krana Shah welcoming me back. Thank you. Saying glad uh, he's better or he's glad that I'm better. Uh, Braun's first tap out, he believes. Yeah, it does seem not like a big Matt. How many times did you tap out in your career? Man, maybe a few times. Yeah, you could probably count Chris, on one hand if that definitely. Yes, yes. Uh, somebody Benoit, look that up. Benoit's crippler crossface. Uh, angles, ankle lock, sting. No, I passed out to sting scorpion death on hmm. because they were trying to protect me at the time from tapping out. Yeah. I don't know. Strange. Uh, 
Crono wants to know, Matt, I, what was I, it like working? I enjoyed, I enjoyed working Crimson. Um, he was still very early in his career and his uh, maturation process as a performer. But uh, I enjoyed it. I get along great with him. He's a friend. Also, John Silver for BTE Champ. Yes, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, Terry Allen Jr., 522, saying Sasha and Bailey fought twice in NXT and one was the Iron Woman match. That's correct. Um, yeah, they haven't had like a real fight since then. I think they've been in some matches where they're, I think they had one or two where they like had to fight each other, but it was still like, oh no, they're friends. Like this isn't, it wasn't a, a rivalry. Uh, Dustin Eck. Ten dollars. Oh, uh, saying rest in peace to the Macho Man, one of the greats. But LMFAO just came across his rap album he did in 05. And the album he did diss track towards Hogan and tribute to Mr. Perfect. I remember that. I recall it not being a great rap album. Well, where did that come from, Dustin Neck? <laughs> Don't you ever just remember things where you're like, oh yeah, this happened. Uh, I have that okay. happen all the time. <laughs> like I mean, it's like the other. I mean, follow my Twitter feed. My Twitter feed is an example of the Dustin Eck experience, where it was like, oh yeah, I remember when another bad creation and crisscross were feuding with one another. Like, tweet <laughs> about that in depth because I got memories, you know. Uh, no, I think it's good to rediscover old stuff. And wrestling, there's a lot of weird wrestling stuff. I mean, the wrestling album, our beloved wrestling album, we have talked about Matt in the Land of a Thousand Dances video. A thousand Dances. Yeah, there's been some weird random shit in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, I tweeted uh, a while ago, uh, Macho Man was on Friday Night Videos, like putting over Richard Marks and Debbie Gibson and stuff. Like, it's really strange, but it's cool that that exists and somebody recorded it and we can watch it and enjoy it now 30 years later. Um, okay. I've been uh, spending the last couple of nights, Matt, we decided to go back starting with 1990 because I was thinking about the new edition reunion. And we've been watching uh, MTV Video Music Awards. So now we're up to 1993. We've just been going in oh, order. Yeah? Dude, yeah. the Music Awards used to be the best. I used to watch the pre-show, the red oh, carpet. Yeah. That was a great show back in the day. They're all on archive.org. If you go to the Internet Archive and search MTV VMA, you can find yeah, every yeah, year yeah. there. Especially um, like with Kid Rock, Limp Bizkit, mm -hmm. um, Boy not that I was a fan of boy bands, but it was around that time when boy bands are getting popular. Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera was starting to get popular. I know what you're I talking thought, about. That performance in sync did with Britney that year with the TVs in the classroom. That was actually like, even if you don't like in sync, you can't look at that yeah. performance and say, these guys aren't super talented. But, but there's so much great talent at this time. There's so many different genres at the time and yeah. different. Think about it. It was so many big stars back then. Yeah. It's been a great trip to watch. Watch out with the old commercials, all the old promos. MTV promos. MTV promos used to be sometimes better than the music videos. Do you remember they did those ones for books and they had like Timothy Hutton like reading a passage <laughs> from a book or they had like Sherilyn Fenn like reading wow. it, like Keanu Reeves. Like there are some great old MTV promos that you look at now and you're just like, this is better than most of the stuff on TV now. You know? Oh, wow. uh, yeah, I recommend checking those out on... Uh, YouTube, Tony Starks with an interesting question, 499, saying, what match would you recommend a non-wrestling fan to watch from the pandemic era? What do you mean? Well, of this 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 year, if you had to say they're a non-wrestling uh, fan, and I don't know if you're going to say this, I'm going to say Boneyard match. That's what I have showed non-wrestling fans this year. So I can't, he says this, he says this year. So is this year 
Cody versus Dustin, or was that last year? That was last year. I'm talking since since March when okay. no crowds. Okay, fine. Boneyard match. Uh, Strowman versus C. Uh, Strowman. Uh, what's his name? Bray Wyatt versus Cena was good too. Yeah, Mania, yeah. Um, hmm. There's not that many. No, yeah, I can't think. No, it has been rare. Um, Honestly, I think I'd go to AEW, maybe. Because yeah. AEW has some really good in-ring or annex. I don't know. Uh, let's see. I had something, then I lost it. Uh, Megan Harden is saying Sasha and Bailey had a one-on-one match in March 2017. Sasha winning with that is the elimination match for WrestleMania 33. That sounds right. I just don't know why, why. Why are you guys still wasting money on this? No, she didn't. That was. I'm reading Free? some of the non uh, super okay. chats. This isn't okay. all pay to play, especially okay. on a night like tonight. When look, and here's the thing, Matt. You know this now from driving the show. You see the super chats go by, and people paid money, and I don't care if we're having the most in depth conversation about the Goonies and Land of a Thousand Dances and Cindy mm. Lauper ever. I'm going to stop and read the super chats because people paid money. Uh, I mm. like a night like tonight when it's just the two of us, just the two of us, Matt, just you and I having an intimate Friday evening together, talking <laughs> about professional wrestling, hanging out with the chat room, and we're able to uh, we're able to riff more, we're able to talk more, we're able to include them more. Uh, you know what, Justin Raj, if you can't make it one night, don't worry about it. Matt and I got this covered. This is so much easier and nicer. I don't have to like true. you know we don't have to go around with threes. Everyone gets their opinion in. You know, it's true. It's just easier. Um, Brian Barry 499 saying, Matt, how hard was it to let the big show, to lift the big show up to F5 him through the announcer table? Very hard because he never helped me. He never would assist me. He would never help me. It was almost like he wanted me to drop him. I swear to God. Well, you're unsafe. Um, and then later go tell Vince I'm unsafe. So I don't know. I, I don't, um, I do know it killed my back. It was hard as hell. <laughs> Um, but you, you know, I practiced it with him earlier in the day where he did help me. Um, but there'd be a bunch, there'd be some times where he didn't, um, which is crazy because that's dangerous, you know, dangerous with his body, honestly. I'm just waiting for the reveal, Matt, that in a few years, Big Show is going to do a shoot interview and we're going to find out that he gave Vince the stutter and gimmick to give to you because he wanted to sabotage <laughs> you that badly. Yeah, right. Uh, Michael Sachs Jr., $2, saying when Guns N' Roses came back at the 2002 VMAs. Oh, man, yeah. I remember. I was so, ex so excited for that, but it was rough. I mean, now even watching GNR, like it's good they got the li original lineup back, but. It's, yeah, it, it was rough. I was, that was the first time I saw Axl Rose was different. Yeah, it was really different. But, dude, back in like the late 80s, early 90s, I mean. GNR was the band. And in fact, you know what's crazy is watching the uh, 92 VMAs, like it was all grunge alternative. Like Guns N' Roses was the only, like them and Van Halen were the only metal bands that held yeah. over at all from that era. Aerosmith was in 93, but it really started thinning out. Like very few people had careers uh, from the metal era once grunge took over. Mm -hmm. uh, let me run a theory by you. So we're watching the 92 VMAs and Van Halen's right now won everything, right? And we love that mm -hmm. video. It's a great video. I think it's one of the greatest videos of all time. Rest in peace to Eddie Van Halen. Um, what video? Right now. The video for right now for Van oh, Halen. Oh, sorry. 
And if you have never seen it, go on YouTube. I mean, the song's okay, but the, the video's all saying, you know, right now this is happening, right yes, now this I've is happening. It. Some of it's silly, some of it's deep. Um, in 93, Aerosmith, their big hit was Living on the Edge. And I'm listening to this, and I'm like, Aerosmith's trying to tell me about the world. That's new. Um, Aerosmith's trying to solve social problems. I think Aerosmith, in hindsight, listened to Right Now and just ripped that off entirely. And so we need something like that. We need to comment on society to bring the people together. Okay. What do I say? Because what other Aerosmith song is like that? You got Dude Looks Like a Lady. You got no, songs no. about women and cocaine. I mean, and I'll be you know, honest, though. I, I never thought of that ever. Ever, ever, ever. That's it. Wow, Aerosmith's trying to talk to us about the world right now. What creepy baby face. I never thought that. Even though those are right when you started saying it, I was like, yeah, those are the lyrics. Yeah, it's really um, weird. It's a different Aerosmith. Today. Yeah. yeah really weird i think i figured something out i cracked a mystery uh also i tweeted out the other day let me get your opinion on this cnc music factory owes some money to people who do they owe more money to uh arsenio hall for taking things that make you go hmm or ice t for freedom williams ripping off his entire cadence flow and hip-hop sound oh boy arsenio first yeah I uh, dated a girl once who asked me, why doesn't Ice-T make more dance songs like he did with Everybody Dance Now? That relationship no. did not last. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's a weird time in the early 90s. Uh, anyhow, so we talked about SmackDown tonight. I want to be higher about SmackDown tonight. I want to look forward to this, but I swear to God, here's the yeah. most dangerous thing about WWE's current product, Matt, and you've missed some shows. Do you find, because I think this is the kiss of death, for WWE, if you miss a week or two and you turn turn it back on and you're like, you're good, you're good, yeah. But and you're like, this feels like, like I haven't watched for two weeks and this still feels repetitive. I could not watch tonight and I could tell you what happened. You didn't miss anything. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it feels like. I mean, I would want to go back and watch anything with Roman. I think because I might have missed a really good Roman promo, perhaps, or uh, something that furthered his storyline another week. Uh, I would definitely go back on YouTube and maybe see his stuff just to make sure I didn't miss something. But that's it. Yeah. I'm saying if Tim, I missed an episode. Sorry. Tim Mickelson, Glenn is culturally relevant. These are the things I think about. I went on Etsy the other night and I bought Paula Abdul and MC Scat Cat Magnets because I was thinking opposites attract. I love that song. Someone on Etsy selling magnets to them? I'm like, yes, that'll go in my fridge. It's worth five dollars. Oh, oh my god, that's Glenn. Well, I mean, what else do we have, Matt? I know you like sports. I mean, we both have rewarding passions and careers and things we do outside of wrestling. But when you when you need to just blow off steam and watch something, what are you watching that's not wrestling? Nothing. Honestly, nothing right now. I, I'm sleeping. Like right now, I am exhausted from today. You have no idea. Um, uh, as soon as I'm done with this, I'm in bed. Jackson in one arm, my wife in the other, and it's lights out. Yeah. Well, on that note, we should probably wrap this up. I feel like this has uh, been brisk. This has been good. We got to the point. We knocked yeah. it all out. Going to be back we here did. Monday night to talk about the season premiere of Raw. We didn't whip out a Lars Sullivan conversation, which I'm proud of us for. Yeah. I mean, look, I... I yeah, people know we have no problem calling this stuff out, but at the same time, like it's a little weird sometimes when I feel like we don't, it's not that we don't know all the facts. I just don't know the complete story. And I certainly don't want to misquote somebody or 
misconstrue uh, or getting something wrong, especially when it comes to something like that. So he's at BP Matt Morgan. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Monday night, will Raj be here? Will Justin be here? <laughs> will Sam Adonis be here? <laughs> Tune in to find out on the season premiere of our Monday Night Raw coverage back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Everyone. Good night. Same.